Should I start it? You can start whenever you want. (laughs) I'm letting you take over. Welcome back to the Fruit and Flourishing Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Madison, and today we are hosting our special guest, Miss Lisa Madison. <laughs> I was I'm like joking with you guys. I'm Kyla, her favorite person ever. And today I'll be interviewing Lisa, which is this your birthday episode? This will be my birthday episode this when this comes episode. out. Woo, yeah. you're 25. Oh, thank you. That's so <laughs> sweet of you. Super yeah. wrong, but thank you. Well, I'm super excited to be interviewing you today. Flipping I'm the switch. scared. <laughs> Don't be. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> it's hard for me to not naturally take over and, you know, be the leader here but i'm excited to give you this chance this chance this once in a lifetime chance <laughs> once in a lifetime I, I just i'm i'm excited and i trust you and i know it will be fantastic um but okay so can can we just say that i know nothing about this podcast i know I don't know the questions. I don't, I didn't even know that Kyla was introducing. I have no idea. I was like, (laughs) am I supposed to say my name is Kyla? Like I am confused. Um, I didn't really plan that ending, but (laughs) that's okay. It's more fun if you don't know what's going to happen, even as the host yourself. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I feel like you're a very interesting person, Lisa. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. You are. And I feel like some of these questions are going to just dig deep and make you really think about yourself. And you're going to realize how interesting you are. Uh-oh. Yeah. So I did have to search some up some questions because I was a little lost at first. But mm-hmm. then I decided I'm going to take it on my own route. And I did make a lot of these up. So it brought me back to beginning like icebreakers in high school. Like mm-hmm. asking all these things. Like it's going to be fun. So... Okay. I yeah. I've got my coffee. I'm I debated having a glass of wine with this because I'm like, do I need to be well? But then I'm like, that's inappropriate. And so here I'm I am. 17. <laughs> Don't know if that's a good idea. But... Not a good idea. So I'm like, coffee will suffice. Coffee, yeah. I have tea with me. So we're twinning. Yes, love that. Wait, Cheers. look at <laughs> Do you see what it says? It says you're, you're so ri- it's ramen. But it says rom- romantic, and it's like ramen. <laughs> that is precious. It's super funny. Anyways, I'm gonna start light and easy because that's you. You're you're breezy, fun. Yeah, easy breezy, <laughs> beautiful cover girl. <laughs> Absolutely. So, first question: If you won ten million dollars right now, what would you buy with it? Ooh, very good question to kick us yeah. off. Yeah. Um. I would certainly invest a lot of that money, whether it be in properties or stocks. I know this is a boring answer. I would probably, I would certainly donate some because I don't need that much money to Kyla. Thank you. Put my girl through school and just, you know, (laughs) set her up for a six, buy her a house. Just give it all to Kyla. Um, But I think I would also like maybe help out my family. Like, you know, maybe help my mom 
buy a new house or something like that. I think I would do that, but you know, not be stupid with it. I'm not a big spender as is. And I, I just don't need that much money. Um, so I would definitely put it to good use. That's good. I like that. Well, let's get a little deeper, a little. Okay. This is, a. I, I wouldn't even know how to answer this question personally, but I feel like you will. Um, so that question would be, what do you think people misunderstand about you the most? <laughs> Where do I begin? <laughs> Everything. Um, <Yeah. laughs> I think for me, that's actually something that I'm working on right now, personally, <laughs> is not having to explain myself to people or justify myself because I feel like I'm always looking for other people's acceptance and approval. And that's mm-hmm. just always been an issue with me stemming from just like growing up and everything. Yeah. Um, but I think, I don't know, like if I'm thinking of my old mindset, cause I've worked on this a lot and now I'm at a point where I'm like, I don't care if you don't understand me, it's fine. Um, I think explaining my career and what I do for work and how I make money and how I live my life and everything like that. I think that's something I've always felt misunderstood about. I was yeah. very misunderstood in high school, very misunderstood hmm. because I was not, that sounds bad. Everybody try hard in school, but I didn't really care about school, about my education because I knew what I wanted to do. Um, I knew I wanted to own a business, whatever that looked like at the time it was a dance studio. That was always my goal. I knew I wanted to pursue dance. And I was very obsessed with dance. So like people, my friends didn't really understand me because I was like, eat, sleep, breathe, dance and whatever. I don't think my, even my family understood that they didn't really see how that could be a career. Um, and a lot of times I was shut down. Like if I was excited about, you know, an opportunity with dance, like I was shut down because people just wouldn't care or think there was any point to it. Um, so I was very misunderstood with that. And like, I, I didn't know what I wanted to go to school for and I would go to school, but then like, I've told you before, I've dropped out because it wasn't the program I should be in. So I think just misunderstood and what I'm doing with my life. Um, and instead of a lot of people listening to me, I think a lot of people judged me Yeah, and that's where the problem was. And then I, I now I'm still fighting the need to approve others and get other people's validation and feel like I have to explain the reasoning behind everything I do, which is, you know, if it's enough for me, then that's, that's all you need. Right. So Hmm. I've worked on that a lot and I think that's better, but hopefully that answers your question. That's a very good answer. It's very detailed. And I think that's very important too. Not everyone's going to understand you. And Mm -hmm. that's honestly part of the beauty in life because you got to surprise them, keep them on their toes. So amen. Yeah. And if they care that much, like let them watch. Let them watch. Exactly. Well, this is a fun one. (laughs) What TV character best resonates with you most? And by that, I mean, who do you feel like you are? Like when you're watching shows and you're like, oh, that character. Yeah, that's me. Like who, who is that character for you? (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to start easy because this is just like my lifetime show. Um, I am a perfect mix of Phoebe, Phoebe Buffay and Monica Geller from Friends. Oh, yeah, I could see that actually. 1000%. It's kind of weird. 
um monica and i <laughs> monica and i my friend ryan yeah. and i are very much like monica and chandler and i think i have a lot oh. of her i have a lot of monica's like tendencies but with phoebe's easygoing just kind of living life doing her own thing type lifestyle so i would say a good mix of those two i can see that i can see that yeah yeah oh okay perfect fun (laughs) (laughs) okay so you were talking about your jobs earlier and Mm -hmm. you were saying like you know dance studio business seems like you've accomplished a lot of your goals which is super exciting for you and you just keep accomplishing them every day which is super very proud so I do want to know though what do you think or what do you find is the hardest part of your job um I think I mean aside from just like owning a business and like this is I mean this is like the basic answer is that when you own a business first of all you're in charge of how much money you make and how to build that and make a life like that's all you right so obviously putting in the energy and time and staying consistent, staying committed and trusting that it's going to grow um, while still trying to find balance, which I still think I struggle with that. And I have like my whole entrepreneurial journey, which has been the past like 10 years. Um, that's been, that's a hard part for sure. And like also the inconsistency, like you have weeks where you have a solid paycheck, you have weeks where you make nothing like that's it's all kind of it's not consistent so that's that's a big struggle um but on a personal level for me the hardest thing is that I am such an empath and I take on you know I I listen to a lot of people's struggles and a lot of young people's struggles, whether it be my clients or whether it be through dance, whatever it is, like I hear that. And I think it's amazing that I can be that support for people and help them through their journeys. But there's always that part of me that is like, I just wish I could take that away from you. Like, I just wish I could take the pain. Like you don't deserve that. And I, I feel it so hard. And I've said this, I say this all the time. Like I don't treat my clients like textbooks ever. I think we're all just humans on our own journeys with our own struggles. Um, And so it's very real and it's very honest. And, you know, there's so much more than just clients to me. And so when you hear them going through hard things, it can affect you. And just like, like I said, it makes, it makes me want to just be able to take it away. And I'm like, why, why do you have to feel that? It's not fair. And I've, I've never actually said this before, but like, there have been times where I've hung up calls and I just burst out crying wow. because you're hearing these things. And again, I'm, I'm very happy that I could be on their journey and give them guidance, but it's just a matter of like, you care so much about them that you hate to see them in pain. Um, but that being said, like the other side of that is I also get to watch them get through it and grow on the other side. So that's the reward in everything, right? Yeah. Watching all these amazing humans grow through a lot of hard shit and come up stronger. So that that's, you know, there's always a good and bad in everything. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I would say that's that. I think that's very special because a lot of life coaches and like, even like therapists or anything like coaches a lot of the times they truly don't care about you and I've 
so lucky to say that I've never had to go through that. Every single one of my dance teachers, teachers, anything has always like cared deeply about me and I'm forever grateful about that. So to know that you're one of those people is so special. So any listeners who want help, you know, life coaching, <laughs> go to Lisa. She's great. I love that. Love you so yeah. much. We'll plug there for you. Thanks, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, this one's, I don't really know how you will answer this. I know every child has fears. I am probably the world's biggest worrier ever. And so I come up with the most insane fears and I'm, I'm sure you have too. So I want to know, um, what was your childhood fear? Um, and did it ever come true? <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm sure I had like your basic fears. Like, you know, I'm sure I was afraid yeah. of ghosts and I'm sure like, you know, I had a hard time like being at sleepovers. I would get homesick very often, but I don't even know if that's a fear. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I am also a very big worrier, worrier, whatever, worrier. Yeah, worrier. That's it. <laughs> Um, and this kind of started in grade five or six when I, you know, really started using the internet and I could research things or I would, that's when I would watch like older shows. So I would hear things and I would just assume that if it happens to somebody, it happens to me too. Me too. So one example, I will tell you, I will never forget this moment. I was in the seventh grade and I was sitting in the car outside of my dance studio bawling my eyes out so afraid to go in because I cracked my finger and I I cracked like every bone in my body I cracked my finger and it started to hurt so I convinced myself that I had arthritis oh I did that too (laughs) like what and I would convince myself of a lot of things and I think I, I don't know if there's like deeper rooted issues with this but like there would be things like just so not logical like I would be in the shower and if some of my hair fell out I would go into a panic telling my dad that I had cancer and I'm like Lisa first of all that doesn't work like that and it's just yeah Yeah. what is wrong with us so I think there's a lot of deep deeper rooted things and there's actually still fears that I have today that like I'm dealing with so I don't I don't know where this is coming from. It, it might just be anxiety that hasn't been fully dealt with. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a lot of unnecessary worries that go on in my brain. Yeah. And they haven't come true for you. So they have not come true. No, And that goes to show that your mind lies. So any warriors out there, if you have these thoughts, just remember, they're not always real. <laughs> Your brain is a very powerful thing. Yes. <laughs> it can convince you of the worst possible things at all moments. So yeah, just, just remember everything's okay. <laughs> yes, it is. So I'm curious. We all have some really good years in our lives, but I want to know what was your best year yet and why? Oh my God. I've never thought about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with like, I'm going to, I'm going to say something a little more recently because, you know, childhood is child. Like it's an enjoyable time. Um, I don't like, I mean, honestly, I think this year was actually very good. Really? 
I think when I turned, I would say the year that I turned 26, like the past year and a bit have been really good. And I think that's just because it's the point in my life that I was, I've always wanted, you know, like we got the dogs, you know, we got a house, like things, things have just kind of moved forward and like business started making sense. And like, I don't know, we started exploring Canada. Like we, we being Ryan and I, but myself too, like I really started to push myself out of my comfort zone. I would think these past two or three years. And so I've experienced a lot. I've grown a lot and there've been a lot of hard times, obviously, but I think these, these are some of my favorite years, especially coming out of some of the darkest years of my life, I would say before that. Mm -hmm. Um, and also this is, I, I wish more people, I mean, I don't know if this is a weird thing to say, but I had a really good high school experience. Um, like I loved high school. I loved grade, especially grade like 11 and 12. Those were some really fun years for me. So I think like socially and just, you know, I don't know, I guess like socially, (laughs) those were my favorite years, but in terms of everything else, like finally feeling like I'm really getting what I deserve is, has been these past couple of years. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Things are all falling into place. So that's That's right. (laughs) Turning the tables. Um, (laughs) What was your worst fear ever and why? Woo. (laughs) Where do we begin? Um, With good times come bad times. So mm -hmm. you know what? (laughs) We all have bad years. Um, what was yours? <laughs> <laughs> so I had a really hard early, oops, early 20s. Um, okay. But I think what year would have been? I think it would be 2018 to 2019, which is funny because that's when you came in my life. Yeah. Was I your problem? <laughs> I met you and everything went downhill. No, absolutely not. Um, So that's when we say like the good comes with the bad, right? So there was a lot of good going on. Um, You guys, like my dancers and the studio, like I, my dancers mainly, like you guys were the light of my life. No (laughs) doubt about that. Um, But that was the year I was struggling the most financially, like horrifically. I'm talking was, I, you know, we own the studio, but I was also working other jobs. Like I was getting up at five 30 in the morning just to pay my bills and working right. like very crappy, exhausting jobs. Um, I was having panic attacks and like over money. That was something. And then yeah. I was also struggling the worst I ever have mentally. Um, I was not at that point I had started working with a recovery coach, but Mm -hmm. I was not committed to it. And like, I was not consistent and just, it just wasn't a priority. So I was putting my mental health on the back burner, my physical health on the back burner. Um, and I had no, there was no work-life balance at all. My relationship was going in the dumps. We, um, that was also the summer that Ryan and I almost broke up that we talked about Mm -hmm. in last last week's episode yes yeah. so I think just overall yeah that, that I think that one wins that one wins yep yeah well I mean 
look at you now you're thriving (laughs) so and like I don't want to like I say those things but there were so many good moments within that like always there's good moments in everything and I'll never I will never regret a year let's just say that like I will never regret any part of my life because there's always good in it too um for sure but on a personal level, yeah, that one takes the cake. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for answering that. I know that can be hard to talk mm-hmm. about bad times. Okay. Um, and one of the most important part of bad times is finding the good in it, as we just mentioned. So that leads me on to our next question. What was a moment that was awful at one point, but you can laugh at it now? I think those are my favorite types of moments because... At one point, they're the worst thing ever. But yeah. then, like, yeah. now you're like, oh, my gosh, remember when? And you laugh, and it's fun. It's so, oh, so many things come to mind. Is that yeah. Um, <laughs> well. <laughs> the first thing. I don't know. Okay. So the first thing would be me leaving the studio. Yeah. Because that was hell for many reasons um no it was first of all not an easy decision for me um and then I know I hurt a lot of people and a lot of people made sure that I knew that I hurt them really um so that was hard and you know what I get it like they were upset with me and that's fair um but yeah so (laughs) I I think that was one but now I can look back and you know I think all everything's kind of meshed into what it's supposed to be now but I would say like anything it's like a breakup or a divorce or I don't know it's sure (laughs) you go through a lot of feelings and emotions and I get it um but that was definitely a hard thing and then now I like I look back and I'm like okay well when I left like everything really started to happen for me yeah. Right. And just yeah. personally. So um yeah, and then I think too of like again the summer Ryan and I broke up. That was awful, but now we joke about it all the time. Um and honestly, even when I was really struggling with my eating disorder, like <laughs> this sounds bad. You laugh at <laughs> well <laughs> definitely oh don't laugh of it at it. It was yeah. you know, that thing's it's real, like mental illnesses yes, yeah. suck. But I'm glad, like, at least, at least Ryan and I, because he was my number one, still is my number one supporter. Mm-hmm. We can, we can poke fun. We can joke about it. And that's just yeah. like my way of coping. Yeah. Um, that's understandable so, for sure. Yeah. It definitely like in no way does it invalidate me or anything I've been through. It's just sometimes it's just a way of coping. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. I do that too. I do that yeah. too. You get me. <laughs> I get you. <laughs> I guess, I guess those are the things that come to mind but I've been through a lot of experience oh this is a big one um when my my step look I'm laughing about it my (laughs) stepmom tried to kill me and my family yeah so funny that's not funny that's so scary I'm uncomfortable yeah that was definitely a time where like now we look back and we're like what the hell yeah I mean I I feel like if I was in your situation like I would have laughed at it too now back then I would have been terrified for my life but yeah (laughs) well back then so we were we I guess I don't remember this because I was young I was seven we went Mm -hmm. to like therapy after that and everything and so I think a part of like 
the therapy and counseling after blocked it out of my memory for a bit because it resurfaced as when I was like 23. And then my sisters, that's when we all talked about it. And we finally were like old enough to ask my dad questions about it and get like the full tea. Um, and that was, you know, I think that was kind of like our closure. So now me and my sisters will kind of be like, do you remember when like our stepmom tried to kill it? Like, we'll just like kind of poke fun at it. Um, but again, it's like, it doesn't invalidate what happened. It was very serious and very scary, but that's like another situation where we look back and we're like, well, I'm here and she's, I don't know where the hell she is, but (laughs) see ya. See ya. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can't say I relate, but (laughs) thank God. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy you're out of that situation, and I think that you, the fact that you can laugh at it now is it's it's a very good thing because yeah. that's traumatic. You gotta be able to laugh <laughs> all in good time. All in good time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that happened when you were a child, and this this kind of leads me to my next question. Describe yourself as a child. Oh, next and last question, by the way. <laughs> wow, we're already at oh, the end. I know, we've, we've rushed through these questions. Here. Oh my God, it's so sad. Oh, it is sad. See, they haven't been too bad. No. No, they're fine. Anyways, describe yourself as a child. And how are you different now than how you were back then? Okay, so as a child, I was very easygoing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the youngest of seven older sisters. Like I just kind of <laughs> was forced to just go with the flow and just yeah, go to where you need to. And I don't know. Um, Do you and- have any brothers? No, the only oh, time wow. I've ever had a brother was when that crazy stepmom and her yeah. son moved in. Right. That was okay. like my one little moment with a brother. Um. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Other than that, no, just brother-in-laws. But um. And also being a child of divorce too. Like I was just kind of, you know, Lisa, get in the car. You're going to your dad's now. Lisa, get in the car. We're going here. Like, I don't know. I was just, yeah, you just went around slow. Yeah. So that was definitely me. I was very shy. Um, this, yeah, this, am I doing some inner child healing? Maybe. <laughs> um, I was too afraid to ask for help I would cry instead of asking for help or saying what I needed because I was never taught to express my feelings so I was very like held everything in and just pretended everything was fine at all times until like maybe once a month I would have an explosion um but yeah I don't know happy easygoing like adventurous um loved dance and I I was the type to like I would try different things but once I loved something I loved it hard and like it yeah. was my whole world so even things like um like I loved Aaron Carter and I was obsessed with him and like the Jonas Brothers like when I had an obsession <laughs> I was obsessed and dedicated like I was a dedicated person to everything that I loved um really good friend And that's something that my parents always told me that I really liked. I was a really good friend. I think I got into the wrong crowd sometimes, which happens throughout childhood. Yes. You know, but other than that, I think I stayed pretty sane. I was kind of like a baby. Like I was like the square baby where my, some of my friends would be like, come on. Like we were in the sixth grade. They'd be like, do you want to try some alcohol? And you want to know what I did? 
they literally poured a shot of alcohol. We were in the sixth grade, Kyla, and they pour a shot. What do I do? I take a little lick of it and I run home crying. I'm like, oh my God, everybody's going to know when I'm going to go to jail. Like it's going to be so bad. <laughs> so I was very uh, timid around that stuff. I had nobody, I'm going off on a tangent, but like I had nobody to teach me, which is weird. I had older sisters. Yeah. So like, nobody really taught me about like, even growing up and like your body changing and periods. Like, I feel like nobody really taught me that. I just kind of learned on my own um, or from my friends. So I don't know. I just, I guess I just did my thing, but I held a lot in. And again, I was very scared to ask for help, which carried on way too far into my adulthood. Um, And now when we come to my current age, which by the end of this week will be 28, Woo. I kept forgetting my age. Yeah. I thought I was already 28. I didn't think you were 28. I thought when I met you, you were like 26. Maybe 25 even. I would have been 24 when you met me. 24. Because I was 25 the year the pandemic hit. Oh. Interesting. Time flies. That's so weird. That is weird. Today, someone asked if I was turning 21, and I said, thank you. I got ID'd <laughs> in Newfoundland the other day. Really? I'm That's like, take good. them all. <laughs> then she probably saw, like, the 19 before the year, and she's like, oof. Oh. <laughs> Grandma. You well, you don't look old. You, like, look young. You don't look, like, 28. Okay. That's a good thing. You're nice. Okay. <laughs> you're a liar um, I'm not a liar I'm being honest <laughs> thank you I appreciate you yeah, um but carrying it on into adulthood I would say I'm still pretty easygoing like I'm down for anything you know and yeah. if you like I'm I'm the type to like I'm not opinionated if somebody comes up to me and they're like Lisa do you want pizza or hot dogs I'm like whatever you want I literally could not care less yeah um <laughs> If I'm with a group of people and they all want to go bowling, I'm like, okay, like, sure, I'm along for the ride. So I would say in that sense, I'm sure. very, very sim- what, similar. Yeah, that's the word. Hello. Um, are you still with me? You're kind of freezing. Oh, you're there. Yeah, the Wi-Fi's cutting out of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> can you hear me okay? I can hear you okay. Okay. Um, what is very different and what I've worked on a lot, probably one of the things I've worked on the most is holding in my feelings. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) Now you can't get me to shut up about feelings. (laughs) Um, I think when I was a child, it was so glorified that I was that type of person. That was the problem. Like that's what my parents labeled me as the easygoing one who just, you know, holds her feelings in. (laughs) Oh, so, um, (laughs) I'm definitely not that person anymore. I had to work a lot and I had to get a lot of support on learning how to communicate and open up and know that it was okay and that I was heard. Um, That's a big thing. So yeah. Yeah. And I think I've definitely like, I've obviously grown with my body. That was a big thing when I was a child. Um, Still passionate about things, still have my obsessions when I'm obsessed with something. I am full force. Um, Yeah. I'm trying to think of very, oh, another thing too, that I was as a child that I hope more kids are like this. I don't know if they are, kids are different these days, but I was so respectful and like 
manners yeah. were key to me and they still are like no same just being a good person and a nice person and treating people with kindness and just again using your manners I'm like it's it so important and it is. nowadays nowadays people just don't have them anymore that I'm is like, crazy hello <laughs> right so yeah. I think and then I guess that kind of ties into being a good a good friend but just like overall a good person yeah I was so I I, I don't know I just I respected people I respected authority um because I was a child and I trusted them. So I think that's, yeah, I guess that's like, I guess that's my answer. Is that a good answer? That's a very know. good answer. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today on your very own podcast. Um, this is fun. <laughs> Forever interrupting each other. Can I plug myself then? Yeah, for sure. Sorry if you just heard Luna horking in the background. Um. <laughs> Don't forget to follow my Instagram at The Flourishing Space and Facebook, The Flourishing Space, to visit my website and learn about my services offered. You can visit theflourishingspace.ca. Go, Kyla. And if you want to learn more about this podcast, go and follow. What is the podcast Instagram? This is Um, the girl who runs it. She doesn't even know the the goddamn name. Let me check my Instagram right now. (laughs) This is Fruit and Flourishing. Go follow if you want to be updated every time a new episode is released every Monday is the goal and it's a super fun account so go there yeah Kyla is amazing this is why she takes over my podcast she always texts me she'll be like can I do this with the Instagram I'm like girl do whatever the hell you want (laughs) I trust you way more than I trust myself with that Instagram (laughs) well thank you I enjoy running it (laughs) you are very good at it and you're a very good host and And you're a very good host thank you Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and for being on this journey with me. For more information on the services I offer, you can visit my website, theflourishingspace.ca or check out my Instagram at theflourishingspace. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at fruit and flourishing for all of the pod updates. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and I can't wait to see you in the next one. You are beautiful inside and out. You are a bright light and you are enough. Stay happy, stay healthy, eat your fruit, and keep flourishing.